Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I'm about to launch a brand new course called Kabbalah of Soulmates. I'll be doing it together with Netflix famous Aliza Ben Shalom. We're going to be doing six lessons. What is love? Is love enough? Does true love exist? Talking about Kabbalah, talking about soulmates, my two favorite topics. It's going to be five self-guided lessons, a beautiful workbook, and then three Zoom discussions so that together we can really uh, work through a lot of the ideas that we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm excited because it's starting very soon, and I would love for you to sign up. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I'll see you there. Hi, I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and welcome to my Daily Torah Thought. Picture a, a spiral staircase for a moment. You can, you can picture that, right? Now, picture your hands being crossed. If you ask any kid in Jewish school about this week's Torah portion, they're going to give you the picture of their hands being crossed. You see, here's what happened. Jacob is dying. Joseph, his beloved son, comes to see him on his deathbed. And he brings along his two sons, who are Jacob's grandsons. Their names are Menasha and Ephraim. Joseph sits his two sons down so his father Jacob can bless them before he dies. He puts the older son Menasha at his father's right hand and his younger son Ephraim at his father's left hand. Jacob switches his hands. He puts his right hand on Ephraim's head and his left hand on Menashe's head. Menashe is the oldest, so Jacob's right hand should be on his head. Joseph tries to correct his father, and he wants to move his father's hands to what he thinks is the correct position. But Jacob insisted. He says, I know, my son, I know, but the younger son will be greater than him. So you got the basic story. Now, there are a number of reasons why Jacob put his right hand on the younger Ephraim. Some explanations have to do with Ephraim's future descendants, or psychologically it can be a way to keep checks and balances between siblings. Now, what does this story mean? What's the point of this story for us today, sitting here in Montreal, or wherever? This is more important than it may seem at first. Jacob says that Jews will bless their children. May God make you like Ephraim and Menashe. And that blessing is still used today. It's the same blessing that we bless our children today. It's so significant. The Rebbe takes a closer look at their names. This insight gives us tremendous perspective for today. Menashe and Ephraim were both children of the exile. They were, in fact the first Jewish children born in exile. Joseph was far from his father and his brothers. He lived in an alien society, in an alien culture. The Torah tells us that their names had connection to this growing up in exile experience. Ephraim comes from the Hebrew for forgetfulness. Joseph struggled to remember his father and to forget his troubles. Menashe, the firstborn son, his name represents surviving in a strange and challenging environment. Ephraim comes from the Hebrew to be fruitful. The verse says, For God caused me to be fruitful in a land of my affliction. Ephraim is the second son, and he symbolizes thriving, turning challenge into opportunity. The Rebbe explains 
that Jacob switching hands was his way of saying, surviving is important, of course. And that's often people's first steps in a challenging situation. But ultimately, surviving isn't enough. Thriving is where it's at. Now, here's one more visual with the same point. You know the signs of a kosher fish? It needs fins and scales. Now, here's something interesting the Rebbe points out. He wrote this in 1941. He says, fins propel a fish forward. They help with navigation and movement. And scales are a form of protective armor to defend and protect the fish. Fins are like offense, and scales are like defense. To be kosher, says the Rebbe, we need both offense and defense. Judaism is filled with both offensive and defensive mitzvot. Take Shabbat, for example. Kiddush, prayer, and Shabbat meals are examples of offensive. Well, not offensive, but offensive mitzvot. While abstaining from weekday activities and certain forms of prohibited work would be considered defensive mitzvot. Some Jews put much more emphasis on offense and not as much emphasis on their defense. They do a lot of good, but don't defend and protect their Judaism. Others are very protective and defensive, but aren't as forward or active or positive. I think that this need for both Jewish offense and defense is especially critical for those of us on the front line of Jewish survival, like which is really everyone today. Both approaches are incredibly important to incorporate into our lives and perspectives. Each person, according to their level, according to their circumstance, no question about it, we need good Jewish defense. Defense can win championships, that's what they say at least. But when Jacob put his right hand on Ephraim, he was saying, Judaism is more about an offensive game. It's about thriving much more than surviving. Menashe is about the status quo, holding the line. Ephraim is about getting ahead, reaching new goals, opening new horizons. Let's not be satisfied with our existing accomplishments. Let's be proactive and dynamic with our Judaism. Move one step forward, add another mitzvah, learn a little more Torah. Remember these two visuals, the switching hands and the fins and scales in a kosher fish. And yes, about the spiral staircase that I started off with today. That's a Jewish message too. One step at a time. And even if you can't see the top rung from the bottom step, if you go one step at a time, you'll get there. I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath. This has been my Daily Torah Thought. Have a fantastic day.